Some cars are comfy on the inside but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4, working for you. for um if you were watching you would have seen our periscope um live for 40 40 minutes or so you can catch that on our um on our timeline this uh podcast that you're listening to now will be a download for monday morning um first thing we're going to do we have a couple of topics we want to get into we have a random question at the end um some some of them around the game yesterday some around the game coming up um one is completely random but the first thing i want to start with is um leicester city um last week uh, after Leicester City's home game, um, their owner, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name, um, was among five people that were killed in a helicopter crash outside the King Power Stadium um, as they left after the game. Um, Marty, a very sad, very, very sad thing to happen. Um, it, it's, you know, it's, it's a horrible thing to see to happen to anyone and... and I've been kind of a little bit overwhelmed with how Leicester have, have dealt with this, but it was a really, really horrible thing to see last last Saturday evening, I think it was. Yeah. Um, obviously, yeah, the news broke um, the same night, obviously, that the Glenn Hoddle incident happened. So, you know, a really, really horrible, horrible week um, in football. And I think it, it, he's so worth mentioning this time. Obviously, all... You know, all five people that unfortunately lost their lives that night. Um, but obviously, the one name that's been in the limelight is the the chairman. Um, and I think it's just so so sad for football to lose. You know, what seemed you know a really really great person. Um, obviously, the work that he's not just done on the pitch. You know, I think he gave football anyone that followed football the Premier League. Um, you know, one of if not the greatest season that that we've seen in the Premier League. Premier League era, um, you know, by all accounts, you speak to people that are close to Leicester, some of the stuff that he's done in the community, um, you know, he's invested his own money, not only bailing the football club out of the debt they have, but investing in the hospitals, the schools, the facilities around around Leicester. So a really, really sad time, you know, for football. And it's been, you know, it's been a real joy to kind of see the clubs, the fans, you know, the football community kind of rallying around Leicester, their supporters, the club. Um, and I think you could see anyone that caught the Leicester game um, on Saturday and saw the minute of silence before at Cardiff. And you look at people like Casper Michael, Jamie Vardy, um, obviously the celebrations when they scored, just how much the 
the gentleman meant to him. So yeah, a really, really sad day. Um, delighted, honestly, absolutely delighted that Leicester won. I, I scored that goal to celebrate that goal like I would a, a Liverpool guy. I thought it was fantastic. But yeah, I mean, really, really sad, really sad, but a, a joy to see how everyone rallied around Leicester this past week. Um, and I hope they're doing proud moving forward. Um, you know, like I said, no thoughts to everyone really that was involved in that in that incident. Yeah, absolutely. And um, like just to echo what you said, um, we everyone at the day trip sends their condolences to everyone you know that's anyway part of Leicester City Football Club. Um, moving on, um, the first topic I want to touch on is um, Fabinho. Um, we discussed the game in our live uh, Periscope. But we kind of stayed away deliberately from from, from Fabinho, um, and the reason I want to bring this up is not to have a go at the guy, not to not to you know overemphasize his game or, or how it went yesterday, but just the response when somebody has a game that doesn't look like it's a hundred percent, and then we start comparing players and stuff like that. Matt, this has to stop surely. Like we can't continue on where a, a guy goes out, gives us off at the team. Okay, he's probably overran a little bit in the in the game, but as you said. It was a third start, I think. You know, he done all right defensively. There was probably a bit, probably a bit of missing in his distribution or the speed of it, and that can happen in a game. You know, against what what is a top Premier League side? Let's be honest. But the reaction then of people saying, "Oh, oh Henderson would have been this, and Henderson would have been that," you know, like I tweeted yesterday, man, we missed Henderson last night. I didn't say it because of Fabinho. I said it because we missed him as an option. Genuinely, in midfield, we missed him as an option. What do you make of this, Matt? Like people reacting after every single game to a guy's one-off performance, and then trying to compare him to players that are at Liverpool and players that have left Liverpool. It's it's getting a bit ridiculous, isn't it? A bit tedious as well. Yeah, it's boring. It's just the, the people in the both courts, pro and against, <clears throat> they've made their um, decision and they're sticking to it no matter what. Now, I was like you. I, I tweeted afterwards, "Did we miss Henderson?" But I would. Probably put him in for Genie over Fabino. Uh, I thought Fabino defensively was very good. I thought he was worse. He was just he was bad on the ball, which makes it uh, a little bit more obvious to when when you're watching the game. Um, but did we miss Hendo? Oh, we might have. He, he rotates the ball quite well. He probably would have got his foot on the ball uh, a little bit more. Uh, but we don't know. I mean, I I'm not as big as fan in the six, but I realise he has a. A place in this squad and, and that's exactly what he is he's a, a very very good player so if there's someone keeping out the squad great he's got to be better than him if if not then he's a very experienced player which a lot of the players in the squad being young look up to as well like we've got to, we've got to remember around the club everyone knows I don't think this can be questioned everyone knows he's a great captain around the club on and off the pitch and Klopp's even come out and said that in the last few weeks so these young lads on that pitch like Robbo and Trent and Gomez and he's he's probably a leader to them and they look up to him so having him there adds benefits I, I, it's just it's, it's got stupid now we've been through it with Emery Chan and Hendo um, and now it looks like we're about to go into it with Hendo and Fabinho there's people that don't like him yeah fine but the problem is these people won't give him praise when he plays well and these people who on the opposite side of that think he's a worldy alright but if he's I mean when he plays badly you've got to you've got to try and miss it and don't use one other player not having the best game as a a stick to beat him with um, and yeah it's just getting really boring um, I, I'm not into it at all Grizz um, 
Fabino's performance yesterday was you could put it down to nearly saying, yeah, kind of expected that. You know, it's it's the first game he's come in where we haven't been expected to dominate the game, um, dictate the pace, have an awful lot of space. Because if you look at him against Red Star, he gets stuck in, but he has an awful he's time to turn and play balls. And you know, against Cardiff the same yesterday, as Matt said, defensively he nipped in, he got ball. He was probably a bit a bit slow on on distribution, but like I said before, that can happen. Can this? How do I put this? Is this just the outlook of our fans that, and I said this last week, is it a complete panic every time something negative is there because of this overwhelming want to win every game because we feel that if we don't, we don't, we can't win the league? Is this just a reaction and, and something that's in building us now that oh, he didn't have a good game and, and we'll try pinning on somebody? We have to, we have to have a reason for, for everything. Yeah, I think I think I think it's 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 become tedious. I, I don't really think we should give it some 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 thought and time. I don't think we should give them any airtime. I think it's and I think it's a lot of it's born out of frustration recently, um, especially the juggernaut that is Man City, and we're kind of sort of we're almost looking for sort of things to argue and debate about, and sort of when when they're not really there. And if they were such glaring issues, then I'm sure the coaches and Klopp, etc., would, you know, rectify it if they were so glaringly obvious as some make it out. Mm. I mean, look, there's so many terms banded about now that, you know, F- Hendo fanboys and sort of super fans and then you get the Fabinho hipsters. You know, it's, it's all bollocks, really. I mean, if anyone's to blame yesterday for the performance of Pavin... Pavinio. Pavinio. Did, did I really call him Pavinio? Yeah, I think we got him on Pavinio. If there's anyone to blame... That is so pro-evolution oh. soccer, isn't it? He's probably called Pavinio <laughs> on pro-evo. I much prefer that to be fair, <laughs> and that's why I keep saying these names. You should know this, but now I know them really. Yeah. But the, 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 the person that I would look at, and if there's any criticism and moan about, would be Jürgen Klopp himself. Because you mentioned that Fabinho is the first time he's played sort of in a, in a top... Uh, in a to- in a game against the top six and a really high level opposition, well, it's 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 the it's the formation change that really kind of surprised me with Klopp. He's been playing Genie, who's been we've often said on this pod the standout midfielder uh, of the season so far, and and most of his standout performances have been in either a pivot with Fabinho or, or as the six himself. And, you know, we were doing so fine. It seemed the, the, the combination of Fabinho and, and, uh, and um, uh, Gini was, was working in tandem. Fabinho even had license to sort of make those strides forward, make those bursting runs. It suddenly changed. The role he had on Sunday, uh, the other day, yesterday, yesterday was it? The role he had was absolutely different. It was completely different. And this is where... Not supporters of Hendo, but sort of supporters of Liverpool and sort of people that have a rational, you know, a rational uh, outlook like myself, right, would say, well, maybe Hendo has played that position far more and is accustomed to Klopp's methods of how to play that six and a four, three, three. And that's totally understandable because Hendo's been playing that for what, a couple of seasons now? Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I don't, Fabinho is, you know, you can't blame Fabinho for anything. It's just, 
you know, he's still getting used to the system. Klopp's come out and said it. And so, therefore, Klopp's been proved right, really, in a way that, you know, Fabinho isn't quite ready to play that six in a 4-3-3 for him. But then you have to question, why didn't he play Gini? I mean, Endo's unavailable, but then maybe he should have played Gini in that in that number six. So, look, if anyone's to sort of blame, not blame, but sort of question, then you've got to question Klopp's change in formation for me, personally. Okay. Um, Marty, I'll give you the final word on this, right? Um, Grizz has touched on there, like, you know, when Alden was really good in the six and, you know probably putting him in there yes he could have put Wijnaldum a bit deeper with him and you know kind of protected him a little bit but Klopp has to have I suppose a confidence in a player as well to bring him in although for me he's played at Monaco with two, with a person beside him so it's probably he's probably what he's most used to but just going back to the point Marty about having to find a reason for you know what, why things went wrong and then trying to bring another player in and have an argument about that and you know the, the Henderson argument isn't an argument yesterday because he's un, one he's unavailable two we don't know how he would have played you, you can't continue to compare players of a 90 minute performance and as well as that Marty we were okay defensively we were okay in midfield we just didn't take our chances which three of them felt was centre half albeit but are we just over-egging this week on week on week and trying to cause some sort of Ferrari around players just for the sake of it? Just to, Is it just people trying to be right? I think this is the new generation of fans coming through that are on social media. You know, a lot of people that get to the games go to away games downfield and talk to, you know, your genuine matchgoers that have been supporting Liverpool for sort of more than five minutes, you don't get this kind of reaction. You know, this is it. They're, sometimes I think they do it to be controversial. Sometimes I think they do it just because they don't really understand football. Um, but I echo what the guy said. You know, this comparison and constant, you know, witch hunt about certain players, it, it's just boring. You know, I personally support Liverpool Football Club. I don't support Jordan Henderson. I don't support Fabinho. I support Liverpool as a club. And I'll support whatever players on that pitch wearing that shirt and whatever player is on the subs bench ready to come on, they've got my support. So let them have their five minutes of Twitter, Facebook fame, whatever it, whatever it is. I mean, I sort of a brief mention about Henderson. You know, I, I felt sorry for him because that Liverpool captaincy was always a bit of a poison chalice after Steven Gerrard left. Whoever took that band would never have been good enough. And that was, that's Henderson's problem. But, you know, like Matt said, He's he's a good captain, you know. He's a good guy. He's vocal. He's a good influence on the younger players. Good influence on the older players. So, you know, let the Twitter lot be at it. But with regards to Fabinho, you know, I don't think it needs to be overcomplicated. It's his third start in the league. Arsenal away in the form they're in is probably up there in the top three toughest games Fabinho will play this season. Um, I don't think he was bad. I just think. He's learning. You know, I think that's going to be a very good learning match for him. Um, he's not going to get the time on the ball that he got in Ligue 1. He's just, he's got to be quicker with moving the ball, recycling it. But defensively, you know, he's done a job that we, we, a player that we've missed, um, you know, getting in there, making the dirty challenges, breaking up play, taking the yellow card when he needs it, um, you know, sticking a foot in, being a, you know, just a bit of a, bit of a bastard really um, and we've missed that player so I, I don't think he was too bad the only concern I had 
was he might have got sent off in the second half after he mm. got that early yellow. I was a little bit concerned about that, but you know, it's his third game. He's yeah. a, he's, he's a class operator. There's a reason Paris Saint Germain wanted him. He will get there. Just he needs his, he needs time. He will get there. Yeah, he's um he's having a bed in the period after you know two two months three months of of learning how we play and now he's trying to put that into practice. I I don't see what the problem is. Um, you know, it's all right to say. If anyone out there wants to say Fabinho wasn't good yesterday, fine. Say why he wasn't good and and give your reasons and leave it at that. But there's no need to bring Henderson in. It, it, it's it's almost like Fabinho has replaced Emre Jan in this head-to-head battle royale that, that goes on. And it, it's, for me, it's ridiculous. Look, I want to move on. I was just about to say that. Yeah. Chris, criticising the player is absolutely fine. Yeah. It, it's, it's the... Yeah. Uh, it's the, it's the norm. Fabinho versus Hendo. It's thing the comparison all the time. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The one tweet, sorry, the last one I said, one tweet that I saw yesterday that I thought was just wasn't needed. It was someone said, imagine if Henderson put in the performance Fabinho did. Mm. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah. And and you see, but, but it all comes back to, I think, people trying to be right. And and look, if and it could be frustration. It could be someone that doesn't like Henderson calling for Fabinho, calling, 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 and then he goes and plays all right yesterday, not out of this world, but then it's a frustration of oh, fuck it, he hasn't done it either and, and now I'm going to get really annoyed but look just stop the comparisons let them play and and they will come good and this is what a squad's about you can't just have the same 11 every week it's simple as that um, I want to move on Matt um, we drew yesterday and City won today and a lot of fans now have conceded the title on the whatever it is 4th of November Um that is another reaction that is just mind blown to me. Absolutely mind blown. Matt, I'm gonna I don't do research. I genuinely don't. But I looked up something today on the eleventh of no on the sorry, around the eleventh of November last or after eleven games, sorry, last season, Man City had won ten, drawn one. They had a goal difference of something in the region of twenty fucking twenty seven or twenty eight, right? They're two points worse off than they were last season, Matt. We're nine points better off than we were last season. Where's the panic coming from? Uh, FIFA playing cunts. Um, okay. It's a short answer, but I'll give context because that's that's what I'm into tonight. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> if you look at the seasons of Pespin at City, City do drop off in the second half of the uh, of the season. Mm. Yeah, that that in, in the previous seasons that is a fact. Okay. Mm. If it comes into this season, I don't know. But if you look at previous seasons, it, it likely will. What we can hope for, we can hope they have good runs in the, both cups, in all three cups. And we we can hope they have their usual drop-off. The fact that they haven't started as good as they usually do, uh, hopefully their drop-off might be a little bit more. And, that, and, and this is what we've got to hope for, because they are a juggernaut. Saying that, our improvements has been astronomical. Our defence is the best. Best in the league, maybe best in Europe. We've got, we've definitely got the best defender in Europe. And if our keeper was tested a little bit more, we might we might see that he's one of the best keepers in Europe as well. So we've gone from shipping goals type of team to a team that now has uh, a world-class defence. And as we all know, the old saying, attack wins your games, defences win your titles. So all we can do is concentrate on on ourselves, keep looking to improve. I th- I think Klopp is holding us back. He done the same last season. 
He's learned from the season before where, where we fucked up at Christmas and got a lot of injuries. And the season before, he held us back as well. Come around this game or the next game, we started to put our foot down a little bit more. The team clicked a little bit more and we started to put quite a lot of goals past people. Now, I was looking now with the amount of uh, good chances and, and big chances we're getting, we are going to start putting these goals past people. We just need one of our top three to get a little bit lucky, maybe click. I don't know what the right word I'm looking for is, but something to happen, which was happening last season. And it was around this time that it did start happening. So if we go on that run and see have the the fall off that they do, or even if they get far in the Champions League, it could all help us and, and we could go for the title. We're in such a good place right now with the points, the defence, everything. We're in such a good place right now that there's no reason for anyone to be annoyed or worried. Mm. Grizz, um, just touching on, on the research I've done earlier because I want to mention it numerous times because I went and done it and I don't usually do. But this time last year, Man City have an eight-point lead. Uh, goal difference of 31 we have a goal we've scored the same amount of goals this stage as we did last season we've conceded um, 11 goals less okay so they've they've gone from an 8 point lead to a 2 point lead and I just don't understand where despite you can call it a disappointing result yesterday I don't see where this thing has come from where oh fuck it anyway they're after getting ahead we'll never catch them is this another thing following on from the Favino com- conversation where we are literally on a knife edge when it comes to our nerves and one thing can just throw us over the edge and we can nearly try to have like a, a you know a self-imposed meltdown is that is that is that is that the state we're in at the minute as, as a fan base yeah, I'm totally with you it's it's it's, it's mental man um, look Matt's done a case study on sort of Man City's performances over the last few seasons and where they drop off, where they don't. I mean, I haven't got into intensely like he has, but the, the, the sole purpose of, of, of Liverpool Football Club is to keep improving. And the, and the facts are, we are. And we're improving uh, year on, year on. And, and, and what was the difference you said in terms of this time last season, we were 11 points behind them we're, or nine points? Yeah, we were... We were um... I think we are twelve points behind them. Um, Something like that. Yeah, we we at this time so, last season we had played eleven. We had won yeah. and we had um, we won five, drawn four, lost two. We had nineteen, but we are twelve points behind them at this stage last season. But and the if, main and, thing. And for, and but what about nineteen ninety nine? Well, it all came down to that penalty, and I'm not too sure where it swung. I don't know who took it. But what what I'm saying to you is, Grizz. For all the for, for all no, the I know what you're saying. For, for, for all the for all the the meltdown or what not meltdown <laughs> a bit hard. But they're two What they're, were you saying, Gav? They're they're um they're two yeah. points worse off than last season. As all conquering as people are making them out to be. They're two points worse off than last season. They're not as good as they were last season. That's my point. So what, yeah, why are we Gav, whether they are or whether they're not, is totally out of our hands and and, 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 and we should disregard it. All we got to do is look at our own club, our own team, and see and criticise where it needs criticising and praise where it needs praise. Now, I don't get where the criticism comes from because we're unbeaten. We've played all the top teams 
I think we've all played them near enough. Is there any out uh, the anyone? You know, yes, you know, it will be United. one that we haven't played. Oh, yeah, top, I said top team, Matt. Yeah. So we, 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 I mean, we've played, we've played most of the top teams, right? We, we're unbeaten. Our head-to-head, uh, sort of, if we compare the records, uh, points tally against the same teams last season is up. We're closer to City. Everything is positive. We have the only negative out of the positive is we're not firing on all cylinders. Which in itself is a positive. Listen, I'll tell you what it is. They, it's the FSG out, wankers, and they can't use FSG out anymore. Oh, they can't, I love this. Go they on. can't use FSG out anymore because we spent 100 billion on a keeper. Mm. We spent <laughs> uh, even double that on a, on a centre back. And we brought all these players that they said they want us to buy. And mm. FSG have gone, yeah, okay, you want them? Here's the checkbook to Klopp. To Klopp, not to them. Fucking <laughs> 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 hell! Uh, and now they, they haven't got that to moan at, so they need to find something else to moan at, and uh, and and it's all coming down to we're not scoring as many goals as we did in February last year, or some some shite like that. And that's all it is. It's just little version knobheads just sitting there, just wanting to moan because they they can't enjoy just having a great season. That's all it is. Okay. Maybe it's because they've never had a great season, but. I, for me, I'm just sitting back and I'm absolutely loving just being up there and being able to challenge at yeah. this point. Because, Marty, um, like Matt said there, we brought in players, we've signed players. Like, for, Do you think, looking at it now, he's brought in a goalkeeper, he's brought in Katie, he's brought in Fabinho, he's had injuries to, to Henderson. You know, Salah, Salah didn't look on it at the start of the season after the World Cup. You've had a World Cup that has affected players. To get them to 27 points after 11 games, I think is an outstanding achievement for this squad. I really do. With all, if, you, if you look at all the factors, Marty, give me your outlook. Two points off the top were 11 games into the season. We're a third of the way in, just shy of a third, right? Um, surely there's no need to panic, and especially looking at the fixtures we've had compared to Chelsea and compared to City. If anyone was looking at that, on a blank canvas, Marty, and looking at the, the fixtures we've all had, would you not be putting Liverpool as favourites? And that's a genuine question. Yeah, I think you've got to, I think you've got to stick with Man City's favourites. You know, they, they are, they're, they're an absolute don't juggernaut. Me, don't make but, me fall out with you, Marty. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's my honest opinion. I do think, you know, City are, are favourites. Um, purely for, you know, you take into a few a few things to consideration, you know, mainly the squad depth, you know, mm. they, they've got a player like Kevin De Bruyne missing yeah. and you don't even notice he's missing. Mm-hmm. But Liverpool are banging this title race, you know, Absolutely. And they will go all the way. Um, and do I think we can win it? Absolutely. I think we can win it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, why, why can't we? Um, I think these two, you know, I think Grizz and Matt have, have hit the nail on the head with a lot of things, you know, it's, you can absolutely analyse performances, um, negative, positive, you know, we've played well, we haven't played well. But the fact of the matter is, you know, if you look at our fixtures, and I'm not even talking just Chelsea away, um, Arsenal away, Spurs away, some of the little nitty-gritty games that you can drop points, Leicester away this season will be a difficult game. Palace away will be a difficult game. You know, we... We haven't even got our second gear yet, and we're two points off the lead. Chelsea and City have got to play each other in a couple of weeks' time. City have got Man United next week, and we we now have a favourable set of fixtures. And if people haven't learned that a league table can 
can switch in one week, then you just don't you just don't know how how a league works. No, this, yeah. At the end of the where, day, Gav, this is where my argument. Gav, go on, Chris. No, Gav, I'm I'm just going to give it some some context. sort of context mm. to to the other side as well, right? The context the back to, Okay, so so basically, look, we're at, we've just discussed our our, our our very tough opening eleven fixtures and and the points return we've got from them, and we're not firing right. There is absolutely no need to panic at this stage, and everything's rosy. And, and as Matt says, the ones that are looking for sort of negatives are just negative people in real life, apparently. Probably, my, my money's on them being miserable cunts in real life, right? But I tell you where. I, look, let, let's look at the next set of Matt. You put up fixtures, didn't you, today in, in the WhatsApp group? Where the next five no. six fixtures? Can you read them off, please? Go on, Matt. The next five six fixtures. I'll tell you what right? they are. Um... Well, and I'll come back in after Fulham, Matt's read. Fulham at next. home. Right, go on, Gref. Fulham at home is one of them. Um, mm. Bournemouth away, <laughs> Everton away is another one. Um, I think United at home is in there somewhere. Yeah, we've got Fulham home, Watford away, yeah. Everton home, Burnley away, Bournemouth away. Right. Now, the time to panic would be if we don't get, like, out of those four fixtures, minimum of nine points, Right. That's the time to panic if we struggle to score against the likes of a Burnley or the Fulham. And if we're still scraping, if we're still sort of, there's no fluidity and rhythm in the team, then you can sort of uh, make, a, make a case for sort of, okay, why isn't it clicking? And sort of go into the analysis of it. I mean, at the moment, I don't know what we're trying to analyse. I mean, you know, there's, there's nothing there that's so negative to analyse. After these next, next set of next four fixtures... And if we still haven't clicked, then maybe you can sort of question certain aspects of Klopp's, you know, the formations, the player selections. But at the moment, enjoy the fucking ride. Yeah, the an- the an- the analyzing comes from Grizz that it's we need we need immediate analysis on a long term thing. That's what we need, <clears throat> and people need to step away from that. Um, like I've I've told you, and I've openly said it: if, if we get to the first weekend of March when we're in two points of City, we win the league, um, and I'll put money on it. Um, but probably. New Year's Day is the day to look. You know, that's when you're halfway through the season and you've gone through a tough period and then you see where how everyone shapes up. Like Marty said, with squads, uh, who's available, who's not, is there injuries, is there suspensions, is there people on form, off form? You never know what way it's going to go. City look very, very impressive. That just goes without saying. But, uh, like, you look at last season. See, at this stage last season, City had an eight-point lead and people were saying, well, how many will he win the point? You can't say that now. You, you genuinely can't. Um, and... I think just people need to calm down, take each game. I know it's a horrible thing to say, but one game at a time, and let's see where we are in the next, like Matt said, the next four or five games, see where we are, as you said, Grizz, how many points we take from that, and where we stand after they play Chelsea and play United. But we all play each other twice. That's how, that's how it works. That's how the league works. Because I know how it works. Marty was trying to slag me and my mates off earlier. But no, I know how this league works. Um, but people just need to calm down. Take it a game at a time, and look. If we go seven, eight points behind them, then it's a time to say, right, well, what the fuck's going on? Because we are in a title challenge, and you can't, you can't get away from that, lads. Uh, two last things I want to touch on. Um, one is the game on Tuesday against Red Star, and then we have a random question at the end. Um, Red Star, lads, I just want um, your lineup, and I want your prediction for Tuesday. Um, I think we play Fulham early on Sunday, so we have a bit of a rest, I think, before that. Um, so. Grizz, I'll come to you first. Give us your team for Red Star away on Tuesday evening. Yeah, I think if we play, um, you say Fulham, is it Sunday evening, then I think we go full full strength. We can't really fuck about. 
um, can we in the Champions League? I know we're top, but um, one of the requirements sort of was to make sure we get maximum points out of these two fixtures against Red Star. So I think we go near enough full strength again, which probably means uh, maybe possibly Shaq coming in for for either Fabinho or Milner, I'd say, probably being the only change. Okay, and your prediction for the game? I think, um, I don't think it's too all this one. I think this one we we win 3-1. Okay, Matt, are you staying with that team that Grizz has given us or are you going to go something different? I don't know, I wasn't listening. Oh, no. But oh, no. I would go, I would rest a few um I would bring maybe Klein in. I'd definitely try and rest Trent, but I'd want to rest Gomez as well and bring uh, Lovren in. Uh, after that, yeah, I'd bring Shaq on and maybe my boy Studge, get him up front, give someone else a rest. Um, we've got after Fulham, we've got international break, so some of them guys will be travelling. Hmm. So, yeah, I'd, Fulham, I want the Fulham points. Fulham 12 o'clock on the Sunday. Okay, I won the points, but they're shite. So, bringing in Klein and Lovren and people like that, we should still beat them. Okay. And Stodge. And Stodge, um, Matt's best friend. Um, okay. Uh, Marty, what's your team? What's your prediction? Uh, I would I would rest Firmino. I think he looks out of sorts at the moment. Um, I'd bring Shakiri in. Uh, I'd take Trent out. I would have to go. I'd probably keep Gomez in. Go Gomez right back, Lovren, etc. Um, I'd probably keep the midfield as it is, to be honest with you. They should be getting a job done against Red Star, but only a couple of changes. Um, I think we should take care of these quite easily. They're not very good. Um, I'd take 3-0. Okay. Um, <clears throat> for me, it's... The Allison's obviously in goal. Um, you have, I, I go Gomez, Lovren, Van Dijk, uh, Moreno. Um, I, I think if you if you have any opportunity to give Robertson a rest, do it. Um, and it's, it's fairly low risk doing it doing it on Tuesday night. Um, midfield, I'd go. Well, Milner, Milner won't need the international break because he's not an international anymore. So I'd, I'd play I play Milner and Wijnaldum. I'd play Shakiri with them, and then I'd play Mane and Salah either side of storage. Um, gives a few people a rest. Um, three one on going with for Liverpool, um, and let's see how them predictions work out Tuesday. I think it's five to six air time. That that's an early kick off we have on Tuesday. Um, oh, last, is it early kick on yeah, Tuesday? It's an early kick off on Tuesday. Yeah. Five, five to six um, air time. Five to ten is it, Matt? Your time. Um, and then Fulham at 12 o'clock on the Sunday. Uh, I don't know if that must be on telly if it's on 12 o'clock on Sunday. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, right, last one. Lads, there's four of us here and we'll include Ian as well. You have to pick one of us um, to save your life, but they have to do some sort of sporting challenge or some sort any challenge. It can be anything. You have to pick them to save your life. It can be you know, uh, score a penalty, save a penalty, score a three-point fucking basketball shot. It can be anything like that. You pick one of us to save you by doing one of these feats and one of us that you would most definitely not use to save you. So, 
a good and a bad. Um, Matt, I'll go with you first. Who are you picking? You can pick me. You can go in either order. Pick me one of us to do something on the Spartan front to save your life and one of us that you would not put in any position. Uh, I've got... I've got one which will guarantee I'm eating my dinner later. Hey. Um, I would put my good old mate Grisnold over here. Yeah. I would put him, save him a... Oh, what did he call it? It would be in an ice hockey goal. Oh, yeah. Save him. One of them penalties <laughs> would go from the, the from halfway. The halfway, yeah. Because he can just sit there yeah. And honestly, he's got it covered by a good three foot yeah. all round. Yeah. Like no issue. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely no issue. Right. As as the, as the players coming up, I'm not. My my feet are up, crossed. Yeah. I'm doing my nails. Yeah. This is how relaxed it's I am Grace, about the whole situation. Chris is in the Buddha position, just going fuck you, mate. Not happening. Uh, yeah, and if he, asleep doesn't matter. <laughs> do asleep. asleep on his back, and I'm still happy. <laughs> okay. And who are you picking? Not. To do some sort of any Spartan feet, if you if what Spartan feet would be put in front of this person, you go, nah, I'm 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 dead, I'm done. Uh, I, I, any any kind of Spartan feet, and you only because oh, you know, you've gone badly wrong here. Go on, not because of your sporting prowess. Mm. I just think I, I've been winding you off for three years now, and you're just think, fuck it, I'll, I'll let the cunt die. And whatever it is, <laughs> no, you just won't give a shit. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> Genuinely, I wouldn't. But uh, you make a fair point. You've got an idea in my head now. Um, it'd be a lovely funeral, though. The weather's great would, over there. Um, Grizz, pick one of us to do something for you in a Spartan feat to save your life. And one of us mine's that definitely sim- Mine's similar to Matt's, but Matt's done me a favour because he said an ice hockey goal, which I'm okay with because, mm. like, all right, I'm a big fella. Mm-hmm. Like, broad shoulder. <laughs> Understatement. Broad shoulder, I'd say. <laughs> Um, yeah, so so hockey, goes, so hockey goes decent. See, the thing is, what I had in mind was like a full scale eleven aside goal mm-hmm. with Ian standing between the sticks. Because, mm-hmm. like you know, we talk about intimidating yeah. like, keepers, like making himself large. Well, he doesn't. He, he doesn't need to make himself any larger because mm. if if Ian was in that eleven aside goal, there's fat chance of uh, pardon the pun. Fat chance of uh, anyone scoring <laughs> And the shine, but, the shine uh, of that forehead, you know, yeah, it's, 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 it's putting people <laughs> off, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's glaringly no, obvious. There's no, yeah, there's no one scoring <laughs> past him. The opposite would be, I'm sorry, Gav, it's, it's got to be you. It's, mm. I mean, uh, you know, there's a lot to aim for. If you was in goal on a 11 aside, I, I <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm struggling, struggling to think how how you'd save like sort of a simple chipped ball like into the sort of. Do you know what I'd love, you know what I'd love to do? Keeper. I'd love, I'd love to give I'd love to give you three penalties against me in a full size goal, and I can guarantee you I would no, save. But I tell people. you what, no, no, but I tell you what, Gav, I tell you what, Matt doesn't know about your footballing prowess, and no. I have. And I've done some research, mm. right? Wait, wait, wait. And so, Who no, was hold on, Matt. Shut up, Matt. Shut up, he's making a very good point. Gav, I'm making a very good point because Gav's going to give me airtime now. Mm-hmm. But I've done some research and I've done a series of questions to some a few lads from the Anfield Rap. Mm. Because do you remember we played, um, the Trippers had a little game against the Anfield Rap mm-hmm. at the first game of the season. Yep. Well, there was plenty of praise towards mm. Gav, Matt. You'll be surprised. Apparently he's a little Pirlo, they're little Zola. Mm. He's got he's uh, so my biggest achievement of that day was not drinking. Pe- a little pedo. 
Yeah, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, your, your, inter- your internet broke up there, man. Yeah, uh, lagging, lagging, Matt, lagging. No, my biggest achievement yeah. of that, my biggest achievement that day, Grizz, was um, only having two drinks in Dublin Airport and then not drinking until we played that game. I, I was very proud of myself, regardless of what happened on the pitch. I was a mess. I didn't play. No, I know. Yeah, you were. Yeah, you were. You were bad. You were bad. Um, Money, score a penalty in a five-a-side goal. I'd put it on you, Gav. I'd let you take my. Oh, hold on, hold on. It was like it was like keeper of ours where the ball came came in and bobbled over his head. Do you remember oh. that? Was that James? Over no. his head. Yeah, it hit it hits a piece of uh, the grass and bobbled. He went down to collect it. No, that like was, was Tim Flowers. That was Tim Flowers against us. No, 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 no. Uh, it was Sutherland, the beach ball. Nah. No, no, yeah, it was maybe like, Tim Flowers. Tim Flowers for Blackburn. Collymore hits a shot, which is li- not oh, even yeah, traveling. That's the one you're thinking of. Well, that could happen with you. Standing mm. up, full stretched, on a step ladder. <laughs> <laughs> Very easily. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, didn't ever get old, did he? Uh, Marty. Uh, so, sorry, Grizz, you're picking me to score a penalty for you. Yeah, I'll, I'll put money on it. But you're, picking me, but you're picking me I not. I think you've got good technique. I think you've got good technique, Gav. Yeah, yeah. You've got good technique for a short man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good touch for a short fella. Uh, yeah. So and then you're picking me not to save a penalty for you. Okay, that's yeah. that's sound. That's cool. Uh, Marty, who are you picking? Good and bad. Well, they, yeah. Well, they've both taken the good options, haven't yeah, they? Mine was right. either going to be Grizz or Ian in a eleven. Start. I like Matt's idea about the hockey guard. Even think about that. Mm. I had I had Ian in an eleven aside save a penalty. So uh, I think of an alternative one. Um. Okay, I can't think of what I'm talking about. I'm sticking with Ian. Just sticking with right, Ian. Right, that's good. Saving a penalty. Goes a quiz. He's got some news. Right, and um, what would you be a bad one? I've seen, I've seen Grizz playing football. I saw his little clip. Oh yeah. So yeah, I've seen his Vision, little mate. clip. Vision. I'm not. Av- I'm not. Av- I'm was not having football, that football Vision, focus. Mate. It was on. <laughs> what I want to know. What I want to know about that is who was filming a five aside. Yeah, mate. There's a lot of paparazzi out there when I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> right. the Daily Mail it was there's loads of paparazzi when I'm making an appearance that was me making an appearance after seven years mm. and they called that news. at the right moment they weren't filming it they just knew every time the ball was going to come to me so I'm one of those players that when the something's going to happen right yeah. and you know <laughs> usually I, I usually I fell down but that was the one time where you stayed up that was an that was they called that the assist Assist of the week that was given. Yeah. And that's amazing assist. There must have been only one game played on that page that week. Uh, come here. Um, what would I do? I'll tell you what I'll do. Um, to save me, I reckon Matt can get up and down from a bunker. Um, but out of the bunker and a putt to save me. Fucking right, I can. Yeah. And I, I, I can't believe nobody went with me for, with golf. Um, that's what I'd put my money on to save me. I reckon he would because I, I, I think he could do it drunk. I just, I think he could do it. Uh, not to save me. Ian, Ian um, trying to score a three-pointer uh, in basketball from outside the, the loop because I reckon, I, I don't know if he has the coordination and I think Ian's the sort that would just pick it up and fuck it as hard as he could at the backboard and just go, ah, oh, this is a lot of bollocks. And One of it. Yeah, and just walk off. Just have enough. Basketball's fucking stupid and then go off, you know what I mean? Um, th- that'd be it for me. Uh, but yeah, Matt, I reckon I'm putting on me hoping you hear that you can get up and down from that bunker for me. Um, that's been it. That's been the Fatback 4. Uh, as I said, 
go to Periscope or go to the Trippers timeline and you'll see our uh, review of the match. Um, this is obviously going to be our download on Monday morning. Thanks for joining us. Um, it's been good. Uh, we'll be back next Sunday, um, half seven again, uh, live, and then we will have our uh, downloadable show after that again. Uh, once again, I just want to say uh, thanks to Laboon for our intro music. I want to say thanks to LFC Online, which is this is in association with, and also look up our timeline about the Sean Cox appeal that we're doing. I've done a big spiel about it on the Periscope. I'm not going to do the same again, um, but look it up. It's a, it's a it's a a great thing that we're trying to do for a person that needs it very very badly. Um, but that's been us. Uh, that's been the Fatback Four. Over and out. Summer's coming, Washington, D.C., and so are pesky mosquitoes. Don't let mosquitoes ruin your backyard fun. Call your local True Green experts for True Green Mosquito Defense. This science-based treatment will help control mosquitoes in your yard within 24 hours and keep your family and pets comfortable all season long. Save 50% on your first mosquito service by visiting TrueGreen.com summer or call 877-629-0092. Say goodbye to mosquitoes and hello to the perfect outdoor space for summer. Call True Green green today turn off your laptop we're on staycation i'm on totalwine.com they have so many rosés chardonnays and proseccos it feels like a real vacation wondrous selection helpful guides ridiculously low prices total wine and more